So the content of it, like what he said, I mean, in a super nice way, totally bagging on Facebook. Right, right, By right. the way, totally like an attack. It's basically like a political attack ad sure. on Facebook in, in, a, in a very, very nice way and saying that, hey, guys, your friends are your friends. Your friends are not content. Your friends are your friends. And whereas Facebook wants to make your friends content. I'm not saying he's wrong. Yeah. More than hashtags. Come on. Come on. Yeah. More than hashtags. No, we won't forget uh-huh. what's working, what's trendy, and what's next. Yeah. With Adam Lidecker and Vincent Orlek. Every week a new episode from News on the Net. Come on. Reppin' Arizona, I know just what you came for For stories people might miss and fly under the radar Yeah, more than hashtags, it's news and we're on it Make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it Yeah, more than hashtags Hey, welcome to More Than Hashtags I'm Adam Lidecker And I'm Vincent Orlek, what's going on? Well, we just got done texting for like an hour and a half about Bitcoin Because Vincent's excited (laughs) I am not over 10 grand. Yeah, it's well, it went over 11, 11 grand today. It went down and then promptly fell. So, um, <laughs> I think all the, all the reports by all the new bandwagoners onto Bitcoin, uh, probably. Yeah. But we just wanted to make an, an official announcement. Uh, don't be alarmed, but we are renaming the podcast more than Bitcoin. <laughs> More than Bitcoin, you know who it is. Your new Ethereum blockchain experts. Oh, but we're boy. just joking. We're just joking, people. We know about enough to be dangerous. I don't. I don't know as, as even that other, much. No, we were saying that the um, don't don't throw shade our way. That the uh, the social, don't at me. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. That the uh, social media influencers, quote unquote, of the day will new will now soon be the blockchain and cryptocurrency experts of the day hopefully yeah. hopefully not so well it already started happening a, a little while back a couple months ago i started noticing that myself personally i saw a few people and um it's only it's only gotten more so in the last couple of days and it's funny that all of a sudden that it it plummeted <laughs> what's a coincidence i have my own personal opinions yeah. uh we talked about this more definitely more excited about the tech uh, possibilities of blockchain mm-hmm. uh, but then again i guess we'll wait till wait to see some big companies are doing some cool things uh but i think a lot of it is hype and i'm telling you if you're like buying at 10 grand thinking you're gonna make money those people that bought in like 2009 2014 they made money mm-hmm. <laughs> but in any case maybe even maybe even you know late last year I would say even a few months ago, if I would have left that money in there. Yeah. 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 Adam, you did have a little bit, but Hey, look, you got out. You didn't lose your shirt. I had to pay some bills. You made some money. Now I got to go pay some taxes on that. Yeah. Don't forget that people, when you cash out on Coinbase, you got to claim that sucker. Yeah. (laughs) um, I would have doubled a little 1.2, but you know what? I I like to see all like the uh, the comments. Like uh, you did fine. I only wish I, I wish I had. Oh God. Yeah. The people, oh, the best was, uh, I didn't know that whole story about, apparently there's a real story about the pizza. Yes, there the is. Guy, Correct. The guy who got you, you, you say it real quick. Uh, I don't know the full thing. I don't know. It was back. It was early 2008, nine, something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even earlier. And there was like one pizza joint that took Bitcoin. So he paid like, 10,000 bitcoins and this is when bitcoin was like pennies so 10,000 bitcoins for a pizza so this is like a multi-million million dollar pizza today and probably even more so now because the story keeps growing and growing and, and i even have um i know a developer whose brother is into bitcoin and he actually bought a ferrari or lambo one of those two things mm-hmm which is the joke because there was actually a dealership that takes Bitcoin. So he bought it when it was about 4,500. So I just was thinking today, I'm like, is it worth, would have been worth two Lambos today? Hmm. But he also bought it 
you know, back when he, it was like 70 cents. Right. So he figured it, and he, he did a whole YouTube video. It's a cool video for rationale and why. Uh, and also convincing his wife that his children needed this vehicle. Yeah. Hey, sure. Of course. Yeah. But without, without further ado, it feels like it's been a minute. So we had a show. Well, we, we we skipped last week for uh, Thanksgiving, not even on purpose. It just kind of happened. But it does will, feel like I'll long. take responsibility. Hey, well, <laughs> you were doing a uh, taco friendsgiving. Or something. Uh, we we had family and and that yeah. We usually record on Wednesday nights and and uh, we were out. I thought I'd be home in time. I saw you snapping at nine forty five. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to text him or remind him. I'm not going to throw some shade. Uh, Tell your tacos in your, in your arcade. Uh, yeah, we, we just, cool you know, left that, that arcade bar here in Phoenix, Cobra Arcade Bar, it's super fun. And we were having, yeah, we weren't even crazy. Like we ended up coming home not late. It you wasn't crazy like kids. crazy late, you know, but, but it was just too late for the show. So, yeah, so we missed it. But we still did podcast chat on Thursday. It was the news roaring. items from Rip November. Roaring. And we have podcast <laughs> chat every Thursday night. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. Eastern. 6 p.m. Pacific. And 7, 7, 7 p.m. Arizona. For Arizonans. For Phoenicians. <laughs> 7 right. p.m. right now. So, yeah. Anyways, no, it feels like it's been a month, to be honest. But also, my house is perpetually sick, my household. So, maybe that's Yeah, man. Well, at least you got your voice back somewhat. I did, somewhat. I'm no longer... Um, who am I this week? Who knows? Uh, yeah. You're... You're still sort of Bachman. Bachman. Yeah. Bachmanity. We got a, a couple a couple of cool items that uh that happened. I mean, these really happened within the last day or two. The uh we had some things we were gonna talk about last week, but they were really all related to Thanksgiving. Gobble gobble. We we're gonna do a Thanksgiving based um what do we say it was gonna be? A a podluck. <laughs> I had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I don't know about you. Good. I I had a very good Thanksgiving. And I didn't talk about podcasts or Bitcoin or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which I heard. I Bitcoin. can't say the same. Okay. Like, yeah. That, those topics, some of the, not Bitcoin, but podcasts and things came up for sure. Yeah, man. Well, 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 the first story we're talking about, I think it's quite interesting, right? Because it was a story like a couple weeks ago, a month ago or something or more. And it just kind of disappeared. But as, uh, as media sites do, they do not let these things die. They dig and dig. So if you all remember that when Trump's Twitter account went down for 11 minutes and then Twitter immediately came out and said, Oh, it was a, it was a glitch. We're sorry. And they're like, Oh, it was somebody, a contractor. Uh, I think they like said disgruntled or something, which isn't the full story. It was like leaving on his last day and he deactivated, deactivated it. So, uh, that's not exactly what happens, but it's interesting. They tracked this guy down. You want to tell some more about it? Oh, I thought you just, yeah, we, we tech crunch tech crunch has the scoop. Uh, they, they tracked, they tracked him down. He, uh, let's see his name. I'm going to try to, I can't mangle. why do you think I handed it to you, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to not mangle his name. Um, Batyar Dysik, I'm going to say, is my best guess. Uh, he is a 20-something, as described in the article, with Turkish roots who was born and raised in Germany. Um, but he was working as a contractor. And he was in the U.S. at Twitter headquarters, headquarters yeah. by all accounts, with kind of a third-party vendor. Um, so first interesting note, Twitter's using third-party vendors in their headquarters. In their headquarters to yeah. to uh, to monitor safety on Twitter. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, I thought know. it was interesting. Like he was actually. This is part of his job. So when people flag content, it is part of his job to deactivate accounts or flag right. accounts. This was within hit the scope of his work, and. It, to be honest, you could argue that up until his last minute working for Twitter, he was doing his job. It, it wasn't the way the the um, the article de- describes it is it downplays any sort of maliciousness 
that it, he he wasn't doing it because he hates Trump necessarily or anything like that. It was more so his job is to take these reported uh, tweets and accounts that come into Twitter and f- initiate the process of determining if it's needs to be shut down or suspended sure. or or what have you. And right at that time, as he was leaving, it was a salacious tweet that went out that by all terms of a normal person would violate their terms of service. He got flagged. Yep. He's like, man, what the heck? I'll send it through. So he sent it through, closed his computer, walked out the door, knowing full well that, you know, he figured it would not bypass the system. It would not deactivate. Um, and it did. <laughs> here's, here's how it was, it was written in the TechCrunch article, which it starts off with his last day at Twitter was mostly uneventful. <laughs> He worked up until the last hour before his computer access was to be shut off near the end of his shift. The fateful alert came in. Um, Someone reported Trump's account. As a final throwaway gesture, he put the wheels in motion to deactivate it. Then he closed his computer and left the building. That's his his version of of what happened. And then a few hours later, um, he was – someone approached him that he didn't really know, but that she said she had been contacted um, <laughs> about the whole thing because by then, like, it you know, the news. It, it was, was it was right away. Like people noticed that the account was, was down. Um, and then he realized what had happened after he saw the news. Now look, grain of salt, who knows in the picture, in the article, the dude's wearing an American flag sweater, yeah, sweater, that uh, by jacket? yeah, that that just by happenstance. Um, they the video, said, there's a video on the yeah. TechCrunch article. It's pretty amazing. Go watch it. But they said that he he didn't even realize he was wearing that American flag sweater to the interview. So be that as it may, it's, it's his last day for a reason. Um, he said it was a mistake. He never thought the account would actually get deactivated. So. That leads me to believe that maybe, well, we know those things come in fast and furious off into Twitter. I know you just know they do because there's a lot of people out there reporting um, and wondering why that the uh, Trump's Twitter account is still up and running because it, to a lot of people, it violates the terms of service. Um, But Twitter says that his tweets are newsworthy and that's why they don't take it down. That's, they said that back earlier this year um, in response to a lot of those, those complaints. So again, be that as it may, um, it feels like according to him, he just was doing his job up until the last minute that he could and just happened that that came in at the, that's a lot of coincidence. It's kind of funny. You said like they said it's newsworthy because well, also it brings in a lot of traffic for Twitter. So they wouldn't really want to shut that off. Right. Right. Well, and, and we have this conversation often, right? Whether it's even on this show or offline or online offline. Um, I mean, this conversation has been had multiple times with, I've had it with a bunch of people about how it goes back to Instagram with fake accounts and Facebook with fake accounts and Twitter with fake accounts and with Trump with, with the activity on his account. Like, these companies, they, they really do have a duty <laughs> to look at fake things happening or activity, suspicious activity. But do they really want to? Because that's going to hurt right. their bottom line in the end. Yep. If sure. they have less users, you know, if the, if the user growth isn't there, we all know that's like the, oh my God, be all and end all. There's no user growth this quarter. Um, you know, stock is plummeting because of user growth uh yeah i mean one of the things we put this in here like for me i think it's interesting like the the girl behind the wendy's twitter account and you know the people behind the scenes Mm -hmm. of how these stories happen and um yeah gotta go watch the the video it's kind of funny in the uh sweater american flag sweater jacket yeah go on just go on TechCrunch. it's actually right now um and probably will be somewhere near the top 
even by the time this show airs for the first time or gets published. Um, just go on TechCrunch and you'll you'll see the story. Bam. Uh, next topic, man, just just dropped. So it's not even live, right? Not even out yet. If we're are we talking about the YouTube one? Oh, I'm talking about the YouTube one. YouTube Reels has not, according to them. I mean, again, this is from TechCrunch. It's no, it's it's not out or anything yet. They're just kind of messing around with it and testing it. And man, back at it again, TechCrunch. <laughs> <laughs> they always have this stuff. But essentially, Reels. Uh, when I saw it, I, I got like a little blurb where you can do these short videos. It's very similar to like Instagram stories. You can add text, some filters. Um, so talking to Vincent about this, I was really interested because, you know, this is really like what I see. Now you, you mentioned some other ones, but real, not to say real innovation because they're essentially copying, but changing the platform more than what it is and adding more creator tools. I would say for the community. Now, if you, so if you go on again on TechCrunch, we'll have the, the links to all these in the show notes. If you want to, to the articles, there is, they show an example of what potentially it may look like in the article. And it's, it's, you know, it's like a gif of, of the phone with what the screen may look like and how it moves. And it it's, looks similar to Instagram stories. Like you said, um, if you, <laughs> The more I look at it, though, it's really if if you're on YouTube, like, are you going to go on YouTube even on the app on mobile and to watch watch this kind of content? Or it's, I mean, typically you go on YouTube to watch a little bit longer form or to to follow specific people in like a produced video. I think you're right. I think you know. Yeah, it's just a different. It's not inst- it's not inst- even Instagram stories. It's definitely not Snapchat stories. Like it's just YouTube isn't that platform. It's it's TV. If anything, if anything, because I'm thinking, who are they going to roll this out to? Probably like larger creators first. But if anything, it's going to be those top YouTube stars. And this is like Patreon, where you pay and you get ex- ex- extra exclusive content. Well, you're not paying in this case. You're just following the accounts, your fans, and you get a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. This is perhaps a video they don't have to wildly produce um but they don't expire they're there um and they have filters and some of the fun stuff that the others the other story features do on other platforms so I, it looks I, like. I mean imagine that i hope that they would have gotten feedback from the creators that the creators want this um i bet they didn't that'd be the first <laughs> question i would ask before you build out a feature like oh we need this and and actually now that you mentioned this um are you going to go to this app to watch extra things? That was the other story that I think we we're going to talk about last week. Um, or maybe this week, the numbers came out. We talked about a while ago about Facebook show and the oh, show. watch, watch, watch. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I forget what they called, um, but anyway, <laughs> shows are on watch. <laughs> so on your Facebook app, there's the play button at the bottom and there's all those shows you could watch. Um, and they were paying for many of those and they, they came out with the numbers and they're only renewing four and the numbers were pretty lackluster. You know? And then the four that you, probably, if you, if you know any of the shows that are on there, you could probably guess at least three of the four. Yeah. <laughs> but even, even at that, like first episode, a few million, hundred thousand or less. And then a few spiked to like a million and a half. Um, so the reason I bring, bring this up is because about reels on YouTube, I watch video content in a video app, like, like Netflix, like Amazon prime, Hulu video apps. So yes, I watch a lot of videos on Facebook in my feed, but when I'm watching like shows, same thing with this, you're going to watch those reels on Instagram, on Snapchat. So it, when everything like becomes like, like the flat and it's no longer distinguishable, mm-hmm. Um, do you think do you think their thinking is 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 this the thinking is okay influencers are on allegedly instagram stories and they started on snapchat making stories and but but a lot of the influencers like the attention 
is sure. on YouTube. Is really on YouTube. I mean, the kid, teenagers, Gen Z, whatever you want to call them, kids trying, are on YouTube right sh- now. They're trying to shift. They're hoping people will shift platforms. Is what. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to be like, well, look, you guys are all spending all this crazy time on YouTube anyway. Well, look, here's your favorite people, and now they're able to make these these stories here. Yeah. You don't have to go to Instagram. But to be honest, I don't think, I don't think that say my my teenager. I don't think she's watching someone on YouTube and then going and watching their story as far as the influence with the makeup and the, right. the, the, the teen influences and all that. I don't think she's watching their story and then uh, watching them on YouTube and then right. going to find their story on Instagram or Snapchat. You don't? I don't think so. Hmm. I think the YouTube, because the YouTube audience and the community there is, is very different. Well, I'll take it this way if they do go over and watch their stories and follow their fans, their musicians, celebrities and whatnot, they can watch it over here and they can also create their own and message their friend much mm-hmm. harder to do that on YouTube. Right. You're not going to send a text or a quick blurb with a filter. Right. I mean, there are a lot of people doing producing I guarantee there's more people watching on YouTube than producing here, hands down. So that's why like over here, I think why a creative would, would go over over on this platform because it is the attention graph because there's more users creating than just watching. So it'll be, an, it's a neat experiment, experiment to follow. It feels like just another thing for people to worry about it. I mean, this, this could, this could easily go the way of Facebook stories. <laughs> Honestly, like or, I, or Google wave. Oh my God. So, so well, here's the Google, point. So I'm just saying. <laughs> the, the, here's the first thing I thought when you said this to me, when I, when I saw it, the, the main point that, that I would have with all of this is this. Now we are absolutely positive. Like if there was ever a question before, which there shouldn't have been, but there's absolutely no question now of truly Snapchat's influence and if you want to call it disruption true true in two places with vertical video and stories as a as a feature like be able to create these stories that are these short clips right they created both of those they they created both of those things they made vertical video cool to watch and the stories feature I don't know where it was ever around before. Maybe I'm missing something, but I don't think it was. I mean, yeah, I was going to say Vine, but not even really. I mean, kind of. Yeah, it. I wouldn't even put it in the same. Because people were just doing a six-second Vine. Yeah, it, it might have had some some like basis in that because I think now that you say that, there was when stories came out on Snapchat, Vine was still around. Right. So it maybe could have been a play off of that. Killed off Vine. <laughs> mm, I don't, I mean, I don't, it wasn't exactly like Vine though. It was also, it was longer videos. It was like, you couldn't, like Vine, you could edit individual six second Vines. You could stop and start them and edit them and stuff. Like it, it was just more, it was, it was a different thing. But with, so Snapchat forced, sure, forced face, Facebook and Google now to, to change, to, to, to try to adapt to what, what Snapchat like created. And that is if, if Snapchat fails tomorrow, like if it just goes down and flames tomorrow and it's not, the app is gone, like their impact on the whole tech world, social media world is like on, you can't question it. Oh, sure. I mean, it's happened before, like with like Foursquare and Gowalla and, Computer sure. So like basically there was fantastic features and they just got like gobbled up and consumed. And I'll even say, I'll even say with Meerkat when you could, in a lot of these early ones where they were inviting a guest on and then boop later on, you could now invite a guest on Facebook live. So, Oh, actually it was Periscope before, right after that, like Periscope mm-hmm. copied tons of features from Meerkat. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think at that point the stakes are too high to call it like, sincerest form of flattery is is copying um i'll add another one i'm just predicting with uh we'll talk about this in a second 
but the future of media as a new media company, Mm -hmm. I think Snapchat's really pioneering. Um, You're seeing early on, like, you know, over a year ago, um, big players like Comedy Central investing heavily, going all in. And and a lot of media brands saying, hey, we need to produce, we need to be here and we need to produce relevant content. And the original content that's coming out, the original form of some of content on Snapchat, um, yep. I think you're seeing copied as well. You're seeing more of it now too. That more like actual, like a news report, like the new Sports Center, ESPN Sports sure. Center feature in Discover. I watched that for the first time the other day, and it's the the host is like dressed like a millennial. You know, like, well, you better keep watching that before they lay off another hundred people. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> I, look, I'm not an ESPN fan. I haven't been for a while, but I de- I wanted to see what that was going to look like. Sure. And it's this fast paced like host clip host. Um, same thing with uh, I'm trying to. Think, I mean, name another one. If that's how it is. Like that's what they're Mashable. Um, it maybe doesn't even they they do they do have a host something like it's like a news report. It's they have a person. I mean, you can't tell it. me that the HQ game wasn't inspired by this as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the HQ is from if you guys haven't been playing HQ yet, it's a like one hundred fifty thousand people play two hundred thousand uh, now. Trivia, every every game every live. game, every game is up to two hundred thousand. Like, Tonight it was two hundred thirty thousand. It's like live interactive Jeopardy with yep. uh, two hundred thousand of your of your. Strangers, strangers hard. friends. Don't read it's the hard. comments. <laughs> Swipe, dismiss, dismiss the comments. Don't read it. Yeah, it is hard. I made it like nine questions in one time, but you don't win money for that. If you get all the questions, you win. Yeah, it's twelve um, questions, and you have to get there. It's it's you have to have extra lives, and you it, the people that win, I feel like, are the ones that are now playing in these big groups. Like the, it's it's them in like a room full of their friends. I actually did that with my wife. We we were like, she's shouting across the room. And I'm like, she said the wrong answer. Question yeah. one. Well, like, that's the, ah. well, it's still your choice if you're going to pick that or not, like what they say. You but I think literally three seconds. When you see, when it's like a room full of enough people yeah. that like you're covering a lot of knowledge base. Interesting. Because these are, oh. these, you know what I mean? Like someone seriously gen- rabbit trailing right here. But see what? Eight, we're rabbit trailing right now. Yes, we are. But, but you know how you – I'm sorry, guys. If you listen to a couple episodes, you'll know <laughs> we talked about creating Instagrammable atmospheres at your restaurant, at your place of business. At pubs, you can have HQ night at pubs. Holy cow. Like, I know pubs do trivia night. You could do – you could go on meetup.com, by the way, and the set, way. Up, set up um, weekly – maybe it's even just the Sunday night meetup at seven o'clock or at nine o'clock uh, Eastern. Yeah, you're done in 15 minutes. You can hang out. You could play real yeah. trivia. That's a fantastic idea. We're going to, let's let, we need to, we need Phoenix, to mark that down. Phoenix Where are we here? HQ night. <laughs> I'd actually want to like mark it down and then see who's going to, it's going to be written about. Cause my point was the, the, if you guys play HQ, you'll see there's the host, there's the style. It's witty. It's very similar to the new style of media coming out. So, anyways, we can move. It's live. Next, yeah, we can move to the next story because it does well, it's tied in. Get into the new Snapchat. It's related. It's related to what we were just talking about with Snapchat, Snapchat. redesign rolling out this week. Uh, and and we'll we'll don't so start though with that video, that and the blog post that you sent me, that CEO of Snapchat of Snap. Um, Evan Spiegel, basically he, not the video, the blog post, he, he put this blog post out on Axios for Axios or was it for a snaps blog? No. Well, the first story that came out, he did, he did, he the, wrote it, the snap blog at the same time, but the story that made headlines first that day was like, he hates social media. You know, social media is a downfall of society. Right. But really what he realized was <laughs> he was uh, setting it up for Yeah, the, he was yeah. and then like I think I mean honestly I think PR was great for them because then they rolled out the video a little bit later where he's behind this like yellow screen. So it's like or in front of the yellow screen, like the Snapchat colors. But essentially they're separating quote unquote separating the app into, you know, social, your friends, and media. 
So there's the whole discovery side of things. Because he um, positioned it as like literally said, your friends are not content. Well, I think like, I was thinking about this oh, for a while because, you know, there was a whole I mean, a couple episodes ago we talked about people freaking out about Facebook doing this and publishers going crazy about, oh, we won't be seen. We'll be on our own feed. But it's interesting with Snapchat. I got hopefully it's been well thought out that we're already used to going to a, a Discover tab. Mm-hmm. It's all in one. So the nice thing about Snapchat or the pe- thing that people hate one or the other is it's, it's a whole bunch of different swipes. It actually takes you a while to learn, which is part of it. Um, there, there's so prior to us starting to record again, we're going to rabbit trail a little bit, but not much because this ties right in. Prior to us starting to record, hippity hop, um, my friend. I, I told you I listened to why'd you push that button? The podcast, which was actually one that you recommended a few shows ago. Um, is it a Gimlet one? It's a Gimlet one, right? Gimlet oh, yeah. Media. Yeah. So why'd you push that button? One of the recent episodes, I forget if it's the most recent or the second most recent, is is titled essentially "Why do you rewatch your own Instagram stories." And that's what they talk about. Like it's the two girls. They they're and they're so in the like Instagram world for sure. They're the and you could tell by the way they talk about it. Like they're like for really sure. for sure asking themselves this question. And um, this uh, they had a guy on that that's has written, the, I actually written a book. That. Well, yeah, everybody does. I think people do because you want to see like who watched it, how many. Not that the numbers even matter, but you. St- it's still a matter of curiosity. Like how many people watch that, that story? Well, I know, I know who, it, or who, who watched it. I know. Oh, that's true. I know who that's they actually, that does force you to watch them again. I know who doesn't watch them again. The people who cover the speaker on their phone, you can't hear them talk. <laughs> I caught one of the, those the other day. It was, a, it was one of those nine figure influencers. Oh boy. Sorry. Well, well the, um, the, uh, the thing that they were they were talking about though, oh, and I'm I'm gonna forget it now. Shoot! Oh my god! We're going back. It was the two girls. They rewatched their their Snapchat yeah. stories. <laughs> Sorry, you said something about about the the Snapchat, the video, the about um oh social and. Social separating social and friends and media on the other side oh my god i can't believe i forgot i'm taking it back Shoot. well by nature anyway. facebook ha- or not facebook snapchat has con- oh the swiping the swiping oh okay so with the guy on in the that wrote the book that they had on as a guest was saying was that and he he didn't even t- talk about snapchat he was talking about it in this in the world of instagram stories but it the more you you hear him talk. It's like, well, no, he's actually unknowingly describing how it works for Snapchat. It's like the more effort you put in to learn something, sure, the more sure. the more bought in you are to using it. And it's like, well, that's been the argument for why for Snapchat, the way that the the user experience is. Because I know for me, once I figured out how to use it, like. Well, yeah, and and it's kind of like you're in the secret club too. Yeah, like right. You know how to use accomplished. <laughs> it's it's very interesting because it's um most product developers try to make a frictionless experience mm-hmm. for the most part of part in your life. You want invisible technology. You want, but there are some cases that, and apps build this in. A little bit of friction is good, and you feel so much so accomplished. Yep. And then there's the virality of you telling your friend how to do it. And you have to show them. Um, what was the other app? It disappeared. It was it was an emoji app. It was the same thing. So like like uh, right around Meerkat time. We were using it as well. Had a lot of not, cool features. Not Peach. Peach. <laughs> yeah. No, Peach. Peach, Peach had a lot of friction, and it was hit, like hidden features, hidden things, and like you felt special when you found it. And yeah, actually, a ton of Peach features live in apps today. Oh, the the immediately after well, gifts, Peach came right? out, gifts were then available on on Twitter. Yeah, like in tw- you could put gifts in so, in a tweet natively, so, and it would so show that up. Guy yeah, wrote a medium post, and it, it, and it was like 
he's like, listen, you know, we went, we went down, we didn't make <laughs> it work, but that influence, they had tech, a big influence. Yeah, the, the in, innovation lives on now in Slack across the board, every, everywhere. Um, Peach. Facebook messenger uh, implementing Giphy into the, you, into your, your keyboard. You can put GIFs in, in messenger and e- Apple in the Apple keyboard. The Apple, um, through that, those, uh, the, the little message things, apps you can do in your Apple keyboard that puts a GIF inside, a, inside your text messages. If you want, are you ready to, um, hop back up this bunny trail? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where were we? Well, tell me more about the new, uh, this new Snapchat app. I know oh, it's, boy. it's rolling out. Well, but- I'm waiting to get it still. <laughs> what do you, but it's, how do you, how do you think your usage will change? Uh, affinity will stay the same. You'll feel more connected to your actual friends and the media. I can I be honest with you in in the in the article that shows like a screenshot of what it allegedly is going to look like. I can't tell what like the most I can tell is okay. They're saying they're going to separate this from that, but then it's not like it's showing it on one screen. It looks like it's still the same. Like here's your friends on this screen that you can click on their stories. And then here's the discover section. The only difference being in the discover section, I could see like a featured influencer story Mm. in discover. And so I, until I, until it's in my phone, like, I don't know, man, I, I don't, can you tell what, they're talking about how it's going to look because I still can't picture it in my head. I'm just being honest. Unless, unless like the friend side is almost like iMessage. It's just pushing more toward chat. Or they're going to put the people that you engage with the most more at the top of, of your friends okay. like who have their stories active. Okay. Who have an active story. Maybe that's. Well, we'll put the, we'll put the link in the show notes because on the other side, like you were saying, it did look like, yeah, there's some other people in there for discoverability, the brand, the media. And then it looked like even like snap maps were surfacing in there as well. Um, so, you know, you were telling me how they're always making like just searchability easier mm-hmm. easier. I mean, there's oftentimes like, I'm still like, you know, trying to find now that I started this new job, I'm a month in. I'd love to connect with some of the people that work in the co-working space there that, you know, I work with. What's interesting is I went on, the, on a company retreat and I'm telling people who have been using Snapchat for a long time, like, Oh, can I add you? And I was like, yeah, they're like, sure. Here's my name. And their name was super long. I was like, Oh no, just open up the, uh, that feature. What's it called? Discover- oh, what the heck is it called? You know what I'm talking about, right? For, to do what? Uh, add a friend if they both open if you both open it up based on location oh the like the nearby nearby yeah yeah no one knew about which that. i've never had it well i've never had it work but like, i know it's like there i've tried we, it we both have to open it up at the same time it's like it's like the old bump on your phone so essentially yeah. like four of us open it up they're like this is awesome i'm like yeah tell me about it like imagine you're at an event with like-minded people and you want facebook wants retention they do a push and mm-hmm. everyone opens it up and you become friends or not. But then you could like add content. See, you know, there's all kinds of things there and it's so underutilized. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, man, I would love to like, who was at this place? It'd be great to like connect with them. Um, it doesn't make sense in like huge venues, but if you're going to, you know, a smaller event, on meetup. I mean, there's a privacy issue. There's a, there's a, a, an issue for, and is it, is it creepy? Like when you go to an event and Facebook starts giving recommendations of friends who were at that event? Um, no, because they're friends already. No, they're not friends. Okay. Yeah. If they're not friends, it's creepy. Cause they're using your location data and the other phone's location data. If it's, if, if your friend, it could, you know how Facebook will show you your friends are at this airport or they're nearby in your city, yeah, yeah. right? So that's like your friends already. So you, most people don't have a problem with that. But if you're not friends, that's where it becomes, because think about, so. All remember, right, I'll take it back. 
I'll take it back. Snapchat actually wants you to talk to the people in the room. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, I wanted keep in mind, we are we are. I'll approach it from this angle too. We're guys. Keep in mind, okay, that aspect too. Sorry, I wasn't actually thinking about that. Well, no, but remember, on the only reason I'm even thinking about it too, unfortunately, is um on the first episode of Planet of the Apps. Yep the bros that created that app where you could be in like a like a location like a bar or something and you could see anyone else that you don't right. even know them but they're they have like a profile on this app and if they're the there yeah yeah and the first thing that like they the, get the girls on the panel brought up was that it was about well you're thinking about this as like three frat guys like, right <laughs> there's gonna be one girl that shows up at the event and like 45 guys show up exactly, exactly. no i, 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 I it could I, be that same type of I was thinking about it from like my personal convenience and affinity of people who were there. And connecting reality, at events, reality, like not for, not for anything nefarious, but like just connecting with people. Like that's how we think. That's why. But, but, but think about the friction again, mm-hmm. the hidden feature they, they may hide it on purpose or not, not showcase it on purpose. Because when you go up to someone and say, what's your Snapchat name? Are you on Snapchat? And I see it all the time on like some of those funny videos or those prank videos. You're like, Oh, what's your Snapchat? Um, on ASU's campus. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking about that. That's that's another way to like word of mouth and and actually to be honest, maybe that's, um, you know, the CEO of, of Snapchat. Maybe that's his his credo to be more social because you actually talk to people in real life. Versus me, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Just give me your name. <laughs> Think about. Let's talk about the video too, because I thought that video was was pretty interesting how they just the whole what he said what he was doing the fact that he did it there's a lot of like the as basic as the as the video was there's there's a lot to unpack it was well, from it that it was thought out it was it was but like the the fact that they used him like I don't think I don't think ideally they would like to use him or sure. he wants to be in the video. Cause you can like, he's not super like Mr. Comfortable on camera. He reminds me of Zuckerberg when Zuckerberg first. Dang it. I was going to say the same thing. Right? I, think, I think it was on purpose that it, it was produced, but it, it felt like it felt like the first video of Zuckerberg. It felt like, man, where's his uh, designer t-shirt? Where's his glasses? Just, but even a little awkward. His like, hair he, was messed up a little bit. He didn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I think maybe that was their way to make him feel more human or approachable. Sure. Uh, but I, I felt the same way. And, and the lighting, or the, I thought the lighting, maybe the camera, it wasn't as crisp as it could have been. Mm-hmm. It felt like there was some sun coming through the window or something. Um, it, it was nuanced, but I think they thought that through. Um, I mean, I would, I would think so. I would I would imagine something of because this is really the biggest the biggest thing that they've done in in what? the app's history to be honest because it's this is yeah. the biggest the app has ever been this is the most attention that's ever been on it and this is the biggest change that they're making in the biggest time and if you think about it like well I guess one more thing the way it was produced was like kind of like when you shoot video on Snapchat so it wasn't overly produced but going back to some negative news earnings report um, 150,000 pairs of spectacles. Mm-hmm. I think they made, le- they made lemonade out of lemons, to be honest. I think they, they're like one news report rolled out. Hey, we, we admit we can make it Snapchat easier. So when he said that we all cringe, like what's it going to be? How are they going to take the friction? Oh, I got, I got nervous and mad and wrote yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. And <laughs> and he read it. CEO read it. <laughs> uh, but hey, I never think know. like, as far as like marketing and PR, this was probably well planned out. And, um, you know, they are well loved among tons of um, users who don't care about profits and earnings and all that kind of stuff. Um, so in any case, like we talk about all these different new features, not to be a broken record, but so you can be aware of them. And if you want to be forward thinking, how can your, how can your company or your persona, if you're the, face of the company how can you interplay with some of these features and we talk about that week in and week out um and also just to let you know like you may hear about this in three weeks or you can hear about it right now on more than hashtags 
and it, it's it's so interesting though that that because I have it up playing while you're talking. I I can't hear it, but I'm just looking at the visual, and it's like it's such it's it's such a response to everything that's been portrayed as like a negative about them about him being super super um like unapproachable or um, secretive yeah i mean yeah the like you said the lighting all the set in the background they zoom out you could see like uh, other people there like you could so you could literally see behind the scenes yeah i mean it, it was so in addition to that so the content of it like what he said i mean in a super nice way totally bagging on facebook right by right, the way right. totally like an attack it's basically like a political attack ad sure on facebook in in a, in a very very nice way and saying that hey guys your friends are your friends your friends are not content your friends are your friends and whereas facebook wants to make your friends content i'm not saying he's wrong no, neither am I. I'm just saying, like, you know, and I, I want to, I still want to kind of go back and watch it a, a, at least one more time to, to really listen more. But that was like my first impression was, this is, like, I think they're probably sick of hearing about Facebook doing this and that and killing them and and all that. And like this to me feels like a very diplomatic way to respond in a positive manner without without coming out swinging or looking like they're coming, coming out swinging in like an attack mode. And I got to thinking too, like I'm listening on audiobook to this, uh, the lean startup book. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the startups he was talking about was path, the social network path where you can only add 50 of your closest friends. So I looked at it in the app store. I actually didn't know I still have it downloaded. I didn't do it at the time. It was a couple years ago, but it almost seems like, they're on the right path of quote unquote separating social from media because sometimes I go on Facebook and I don't want all that stuff. And I did not do path because I didn't want to keep updating on one more platform. Right. But now part of me is like, when I heard the author talk about path, I was like, you know, and this was years ago, but still, it's still rolling. I see people cross post from path all the time. Rarely, I should say, never mind, not all the time. A few people all the time. Here and there. Um, people who like follow the path. Um, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I would just want like under 50 people and only want to see those closest friends, their stuff. Because now I'm going on Instagram and it's not sorted chronologically, but I want to see my closest friends, their stuff and their snaps. So I think there's something to that. Like we're almost path was too early, too soon. I think maybe it would get more adoption today um, if they did another push. But like, yeah, it would be interesting to see. Um, I like innovation. I like uh, ro- shipping new new features, new products. I mean, if not, you'll die. That's truth. It. Truth. So hashtag truth. Hashtag real truth. Real truth. Uh, we got some, I, I kind of like this is my favorite part of the show podcast recommendations because you just mentioned one that I mentioned weeks ago and now you're hooked. So perhaps you're looking for one right now. I got one. I don't mind dropping it right now. Good. What is sure. it? So I, I like, again, mentioned it earlier, like podcasts that kind of like go behind the scenes, go behind the story, historical, maybe even political or, or something like what was unknown. So it actually dropped yesterday. There was a trailer in season uh, episode one dropped yesterday. It's called uh, slow burn. It's a podcast about Watergate. Um, so it's put out by slate has a, has a host. And these are like really the stories um, behind the story. Maybe you don't know them, um, but, or you just know like the movie, all the King's men. And in the last scene, it was like a one minute montage of, you know, this person being indicted, this person testifying, this person being arrested. And then, then the president resigning. 
Um, in re reality, that took two years. So these are the stories behind those two years. It was much stranger, much wilder, and more exciting than, than like you and I would even like imagine. Yeah. From what we imagine. Um, what's interesting is the, the timing of this podcast. <laughs> and they, they, do, they do mention that in the current political environment where there is investigations going on and it's a slow drip. And even back then he mentioned it was boring and people didn't know what this was. And there was no Twitter. No, it's like, you know, it was even like in, in, uh, in the Forrest Gump movie, they made fun of that. He's like, Oh yeah, somebody looking in the windows, you know, starting to lighten there, uh, the break in in the DNC. So it's interesting that it's now it's, it's fascinating. Cause I mean, there's these, I only know what, the top line storyline, you know, in movies or, and now like the people who broke the story are coming back out on TV talking about the correlation. Um, so a little bit, I, I went through the trailer a little bit through the first episode and really well produced. And I think, I don't know how long this took, but the, the host, um, he went back through all the characters over those two years that were involved and got their, their story um, and they're on the episode. So check that one out. If you're uh, you know, a history or political, it, it's in the history category or a political junkie, uh, five stars right now, 200 ratings. Uh, it's actually number two on the top charts in, in iTunes and Apple podcasts. So that's my rec, my reco recommendation. I like it. What you got? Sounds, sounds good. Um, I have a, a show that I recently discovered and listened to. Um, it's by New York Magazine. And it's called... It's actually by New York Magazine and Panoply. Okay. It's called Good One. I'm looking it up. A podcast about jokes. And what they do is... Uh, there it is. There's, there's a host uh, named Jesse and... He sits down with a comedian and talks about various things like from what they do and or specific topics. The the one I the one I I listened to to kick things off was there's an episode from a few weeks ago um the Gruber. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 sort of Will Forte's MacGruber sex scenes and it's just like I mean, yeah, they they definitely talk about about that and how, like, like the comedy of of it. If you haven't seen MacGruber, MacGruber is a ridiculous satire of like MacGyver, and the the character of MacGruber is is ridiculous. It's 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 dumb, sure, comedy, but it's like it's such a a tickle of the funny bone. It's ridiculous. Like the stuff that he does. If, there's a lot of people that will probably just think it's dumb, but there's a lot, also a lot of people that will, will find it hilarious. If you haven't seen that movie, it's one of my favorites. And, and he, in addition to those scenes, like they, they, he goes into um, a lot of detail about like some of the, the funnier things that were happening behind the scenes and how, how certain things like how they ended up making that movie. Um, but in general, the show itself is is very uh it's it's got some big names like it's got Jerry Seinfeld earlier this year um it's it's got uh the guy who used to write speeches for uh, president obama or one one of the speechwriters one of the kind of the the he didn't write all the speeches but he was part of the speechwriting team which you can imagine the president generally has a speechwriting team um at least prior to a year ago i don't know what the current uh situation is but <laughs> i don't know if there's any sort of speech writing going on um but yeah so it's called good one uh, a podcast a podcast about jokes cool man good cover art four, yeah. and, a half, four, four and a half stars 104 ratings in the comedy category and panoply is the also the same company that does the Malcolm Gladwell? Um, I thought it was Panoply, but okay. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I like Panoply. It sounds better. 
but I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's yeah. You can pronounce it either way. I don't know how they pronounce it. I never listened to them pronounce it actually. Listen, thank you very much. If you guys have podcast recommendations, send them over. But we cannot end the show without <laughs> a glass door review of the week. Yeah, yeah. We you know it's been a little bit, a couple of weeks at least. Um, I'm trying to on our last episode we we did do one right. We did it. Yeah, I think we did Yelp, we right? Did. We did, we did. Um, with this one, we're going to do a little something different because I a want you... of a review site. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. I'm not going to tell you the company. Okay. Yet. Yet. Um, I will... I will maybe give you a hint as we go through a hint or two and see if you can guess. All right, okay. give it to me. All right, we'll start. The headline for this one, it's a one-star review. Of course, we find only the best reviews of companies. Sorry, sorry companies. Um, one star from a, cr- a current employee who identifies themselves as a creative. Um, Aren't we all? They've been working there full-time for more than three years. This company is in New York City. Any guesses yet, Adam? Yes. What's your guess? It's VaynerMedia. (laughs) Yes. Because Gary (laughs) likes his one-star reviews. I actually had to search for like a a a really bad one. There's a there's a lot that are not. This is fairly recent too. This is from late October. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk spoken about this. Like you know, it's not for everybody. Yeah, he 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 embraces them. He thinks that they they help and kind of like weed out people because the people that determine if they want to apply to the company based on the reviews on Glassdoor. They've been there for three years. Give me the review. <laughs> this person says pros of working at VaynerMedia. Free snacks and coffee. Is that five words yet? It always comes down to that. Because... uh Apparently, in the pros section on Glassdoor, you have to have at least five words. Cons. There's more cons than pros. <laughs> First con. It's like being in the dumbest cult ever. You're supposed to act like social media is rocket science or that the basic truisms and outright falsehoods shouted by the CEO are meaningful. Now, I'll, I'll add to this that me and Adam are both... We we're not, fans of not, not cult followers, but no, 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 not not cult followers, but but like I I, I generally <laughs> I, I think I think I Gary is we don't follow yeah anything. no 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 cults. Um, I, I mean I I think I put Gary Vaynerchuk in a different category than like some of the other people that are out there. I don't put him in a cult follow. Well, I won't say that because there are cult followers, but I don't. I think he's genuine. As a person, totally, yeah, I think people's and Adam, you've met him and and had a sit down with him at yeah, one point, not I, to brag, but no, you know. I consider Gary more than uh, an acquaintance, and mm-hmm. uh, I've known Gary for a long time, and I would say, yeah, I agree, and I know Gary like through pre kids and then kids, and and so I'll just put a little asterisk caveat with that. Um, if Gary's met you, he remembers you. Next time he sees you, he genuinely does invest personal time into not everyone but certain individuals and i will also say that um i am extremely impressed of how he's increased the gdp around him meaning he i think it's up to like 800 plus employees now right um tremendous you know and he really paved the way he's one of one of the ones who helped pave the way um for for where we are today and others uh as far as like still paving the way I would for say. sure, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that said, um, not that's for, he always says, you know, Gary's not for everybody, and, that, right. and that's fine. I, I don't, I don't get in it. If somebody doesn't like him, I'm not going to get into it. I, I haven't listened to his stuff in a very long time. Um, my first book was Wine 101, <laughs> before all this social stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I have several copies of his books up here, and there's several copies I haven't read. So. But all in all, like he's made a big impact in uh, early on, like 
uh, yeah, 12, 13 years ago, just my wife and I's life and our startups business and all that. But anyways, I've never worked with him or for mm-hmm. him. Uh, but I imagine if, if the, the drive isn't as, 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 as intense as he is, might get some one stars. Oh, and it's, but I mean, the person did work there for three years as a yes. creative. And by all accounts, it's not a, uh, it's, it's not an easy place to work. I mean, by this, this review may be Gary. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I don't think so because um, he, he or she, I mean, I think it's, a, well, I don't know. Um, it may be a she, I don't know if it's a he or she giving this review, mm-hmm. um, but they do say surrounding yourself with yes, men and dummies doesn't actually make your ideas good. Just saying. Um, they also said, looking looking past all of that there did used to be hungry young talent making things and willing to try and possibly fail now i think everyone's afraid to rock the boat or maybe all the good people have left so interesting i, I mean who knows i've yeah i i don't with these we're not ever evaluating one way or the other with the companies because we haven't worked there it's just it's just bringing these reviews up to the surface because they're, I mean, more than anything, they're just kind of amusing. Either way, they, it's it's crazy that people go on these sites and just just crush, like, crush. just crush it. <laughs> they come with a couple jabs and then a big right hook. Well, they got nothing to lose. <laughs> if only they would ask Gary V. You know, they could, they would, they would maybe find it's, out some more information. Funny. I've had a lot of friends. They're like. Um, like, oh, do you think I could go work for Gary? I'm like, just apply, dude. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to move my whole family. <laughs> He'll tell you if you can work there. Yeah, that's right. He's like, He'll I'm going to you know. move my whole family to New York. I'm going to do it. I just got to do it and make the move. I'm like, that's a big move to gamble on that. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I asked Gary and Gary's like, well, will you move to New York? And the answer a couple times in a row was, no, I will not. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, when you open Vayner Phoenix, let me know. But, <laughs> well, um and even then. So that's our that's our glass door review of the yeah. week. Uh, well, you're welcome. Eden, you're welcome. It did get me thinking that we could switch it up one of these weeks and get a one star Airbnb review. Mm. Oh, mix in some Airbnb or Yelp. I wish I could access Uber. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, the Amazon ones are pretty fantastic as well. Well, product reviews. It's, well, even it's funny you say that because if you ever listen to the "How Did This Get Made" podcast, which is uh, a comedy podcast about bad movies, and I mean I've been listening to it for the whole since show one, and I want to say it's almost four years ago now. It's it's been going, um, but they you they should do, tweet them. You should get like a T-shirt or something. I mean, like well, fan. I, so well. I've tweeted them. They've tweeted back. They've, they've liked my comments on Facebook. I bought my, I love podcast shirt from their site, which is they're on part of the Earwolf network. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, but that, but that which, show, is now on, which is now owned by scripts, which right with Stitcher which, and they do like a premium thing, which now is too. now, on, but they're owned by somebody else now too. They all got bought. Yeah. I digress. You were digressed because here's the point of that was they do on their on their podcast they do well they do live shows also Discovery Networks which sorry is awesome yeah. yeah no one cares but um <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just messing with you listen I know a thing or two about the podcast industry listen on on that show though one of the great things that they do at the at the end of every episode of the movies that they review um that they crush by the way it. They they do they read the Amazon reviews of the movie from Amazon, and they he only reads the five star reviews, and it's hilarious to hear like like name a what's like Showgirls, right? Sure. They did Showgirls as one of the first podcast episodes a few years back, and and they do there's five star reviews on Amazon for like basically every movie, including Showgirls. It's like some of them are just are just nonsense. Like these people are like 
the the reviews that they're saying are incredible and hilarious and unintentional comedy. Love it, man. And that is that it. Is the show? We done. We are. We done. I mean, at the point where I lose my voice more and more, I I joke because I started my new role at Coplex about a month ago. A month ago. And there's the Coplex name drop. No, no, I was gonna say. We were talking about podcasts or we're talking about something, right? You're welcome, Coplex. You're welcome. If you want to start a startup. Anyways. Um, this is not sponsored by Coplex. Not yet. Well, what's funny is uh, I was mentioning like, dang it, you guys actually haven't heard my real voice since I started here. <laughs> I've had a nonstop uh, cold cough. Frog. 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 Toad. Bachman. Well. Thank All right. you much. Thanks for being here. Catch us for podcast chat weekly. Yes. And anything else you think should make the show? Special surprise on podcast chat this week. Ooh. Week uh, the Ooh. fifth week. November is one of the couple of months that has a f- fifth week. And go back Thursdays. Yeah, search hashtag podcast chat. Some good stuff back there. Yeah, Thanksgiving, we did a bunch of news about the podcast industry, so it's worth worth going and checking out what happened in November. Gift that keeps on giving. All right, see you guys next week. Later. Thanks for listening.